Hello, this is Curtis Edwards, Vice President of Investor Relations at Hudson Investing. Are you ready to start building your multifamily portfolio? Kent and I are excited to announce our newest deal in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This 157-unit property offers a unique chance to acquire a B-class value-add property for just $120,000 per door. This is well below replacement costs. De-risking the deal even further is a favorable loan assumption with over six years remaining at 3.73% fixed. With 50 economic development projects underway and 70,000 jobs within a 20-minute drive, the South Carolina upstate region is primed for above-average job, population, and rent growth. Don't miss out on this exclusive deal. Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. When you bring someone on, right? Um, first of all, I don't. I've I've never seen anybody t- take the amount of time they really should, um, you know, to properly uh, set up the the task list and 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 find the right person. And and uh, you know, most folks will just they'll interview until they find somebody that's good enough, and that's what they go with. Welcome to Right Around Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools, and I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, fellow investors. Welcome to another episode of Ritter on Real Estate, where we teach you how to passively invest like a pro. My guest today is Max Fish. Max is the founder of Real Estate Project Solutions. Max started out in the Philadelphia market, flipping houses and, and doing some wholesaling. And, and as his business scaled up, he, he recognized the need to, to build out a team. And in order to do that, uh, Max decided to uh, leverage virtual assistants. And he started Real Estate Project Solutions, I think first service in his own business. And then now he's offering it as services to to other real estate investors. So it's really virtual assistance catering to the real estate industry. So excited to to hear about how you're helping people scale up. Max, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Ken, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Sure. So tell us a little bit more about you and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I uh, I started in the real estate business um, a while back. I was a young guy, uh, early two thousands, and um, um, I was actually doing mortgages. Um, you know, in college, uh, um, a friend of mine had uh, had brought me into that business, um, and um, you know, doing appraisals and seeing values. I I had uh, seen a property that a builder was selling uh, in a development. Um, you know, locally. And I called them up and asked them the price. I knew it was a good price. And that ended up being my first, uh, you know, my first flip. It was a very simple paint and carpet. You know, my budget was, you know, 20 grand, 25 grand, something like that. And, and, uh, you know, that was kind of the beginning for me. And, and, uh, you know, the business, uh, the real estate business hasn't changed too much, but with technology and things, obviously, it's evolved. Yeah, awesome. So you started out just a single flip. And then, as your business grew, I mean, kind of tell us, tell us where you are, or maybe tell us, you know, when, when you got to the point where you started saying, Hey, I need, I need some help. I've got to start building out a team. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like, uh, like I'm sure you, uh, you do, and, and many of your listeners uh, do as well. I, you know, listen to a lot of podcasts and, and seeking information and ideas. And, um, you know, I, I, again, had a lot of experience, you know, with the closing process and with title and, and all of that. Um, but I've always been a big marketing, uh, marketing guy and, and, uh, um, really started out direct mail, you know, uh, way back when I, I tell people sometimes that you know, Facebook wasn't really a thing when I started and that kind of blows people's minds. But, um, you know, I, uh, I think I realized I needed a team uh, when, um, when I, I listened to a podcast or you know, read a book or article or something and I realized I was doing everything. I was wearing all of the hats because I, I you know, had a really difficult time, I guess, kind of delegating, um, you know, kind of had that, you know, had that disease of, you know, thinking only I could do everything. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that's really where it started. Uh, and so, um, you know, I started looking to hire folks and got a real education, you know, traditional hires, W2 employees and stuff. And, um, you know, one thing, one thing led to another, but VAs ultimately was the best choice for me, for my business, um, at that time. And it still is today. Gotcha. So how did you, yeah, how did you, I guess, what was the, you started hiring folks as W2s and then do you still have those W2 employees or did you make a switch to totally using VAs or what was kind of the, what was the reason to say, you know, W2s aren't the right way to go. I need to hire, I need to hire more of the VA approach. Yeah, so um, that's that's a great story. Um, a lot of folks that know me have heard it, um, but but the to make the story as as um, as short as possible, I um, I again was focused on marketing, and I recognized uh, that you know a quick, uh, easy, and inexpensive channel was cold calling or, or cold calling texting. I, I kind of lumped them into the same category. So I went out put out an ad, uh, and tried to hire people locally. Again, at this point, wasn't, it didn't either wasn't fully aware of VAs, wasn't on the radar, wasn't, you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, and I, um, started hiring people and I ended up at, at the peak with eight, uh, full-time people in my office. And, um, again, based in Philadelphia. So where my office is, I'm right outside the city limits. Um, I don't like payroll tax you know, don't tell the tax man. Um, but, um, you know, we, um, where we are, you know, the, the, the candidates were all, you know, obviously younger people. Cause we were, you know, it's like 10, $12 an hour job. Uh, wasn't, you know, it's not, it's not like a, a high paying uh, gig. It's pretty simple, but, um, I, uh, caught people sleeping in their cars. You know, there was one kid Amaron. I caught him sleeping in his car. Um, uh, there was, uh, you know, another, uh, another girl that she was like causing problems in the office, uh, with others. Uh, um, but the real catalyst was when I caught a couple of them fist fighting in the, in the women's bathroom in the office. Um, oh <laughs> and make it up, man. I, I just, I, you know, um, you know, it, it got to the point where the other people in the office building were like, dude, yeah. Like, so you like, just weren't, you weren't attracting the right the right type of talent? Well, you know, I think that, I think that it was a combination of that. It was a com- combination of, of my inexperience, um, you know, and uh, quite honestly, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a manager. I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm like a real estate 
sales guy. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, so I think all those things combined, um, you know, I certainly, I certainly don't, I don't look at myself and think, well, you know, well, oh, it wasn't my fault or, you know, at the end of the day, it's my business. Uh, and so sure. when that happened, a buddy of mine said, try VAs. And that was really what, what got that started. Um, gotcha. And, and it's, you know, it's all the traditional issues of W2 employees. Yeah. You know, so you made the, you made the switch to, you say, okay, we're, we're not going to do the W2 route We're I'm going to switch to virtual assistants. And where, where did you find the virtual assistants or how, how are you identifying virtual assistants? You know, are there certain countries that, that you look for or certain things that you're, you're trying to identify as, as you look for your VAs? Yeah. So we have, as a, as a company, we've matured, um, you know, quite a bit. Sure. Uh, when I first started, um, a buddy of mine said, try VAs. I, like most people, you know, look to, you know, Craigslist and Fiverr and you know, all these kinds of places. And um, I think I went through, I want to say three people and I got very, very lucky. I, I got this one young lady um, who saw my vision and she actually helped me develop uh, different SOPs for hiring. Um, and we just kind of built, you know, little by little, brick by brick. And uh, she's still with me today. Uh, and, you know, that was, you know, I don't know, five or six years ago. And, and um, you know, it took us, it took us almost, it took us between like a year, year and a half to really kind of kind of iron things out and get everything the way that we wanted. But ultimately, ultimately what, what I realized was, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And um, like everything else, you know, you want it to be easy, at least I do. And it never is uh, as easy as I'd like it to be. And, um, you know, now we have a really, really well-oiled machine and we have a, a very specific process for every, you know, for, for hiring, for, for vetting, for training, for the mm -hmm. management, all of it. That's fantastic. And so, yeah, I think that that's one of the things that I've realized through, through my own experience with virtual assistants is, is, is when I first started, it really was just thinking that, that I had to define every process and I had to have everything figured out before I could really bring them on into that. And, and I think like you said, it sounds similar. What, what I've realized is, you know, there can be a lot of value in having them really help you create the process and then document the process along the way. Um, because, you know, we just don't have time to sit down and, and figure out every single process and document every single process. And so that, that was a big change for me. And it sounds like that was a kind of a, a, a change for you or really something that was eye-opening for you uh, as, as this young lady, it sounds like she was really helping you help really able to help you get your processes down on paper. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was some kid who had no, you know, no uh, commitments outside of work and, and, and I, you know, had nothing better to do. I mean, I still had to do, you know, I still had, you know, I don't know, at the time, you know, probably three or four real estate, you know, uh, flips going on, rehabs going on. I, mm -hmm. I uh, you know, still had, you know, my two or three acquisitions guys, whatever I had at the time doing their thing. And, and that was always my, my, really my big issue. It wasn't so much not knowing what to do or, or how to right. do it, just the bandwidth, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's a, so many things. And I think that's a problem we all face as entrepreneurs, right? Is you can only do so many things. And at a certain point you have to be willing to give up some of those, some of those tasks. Right. And so I know a couple of things, uh, 
a couple of things I wanted to ask you about is really kind of along those lines. So how do you identify the tasks that you should be owning as the entrepreneur and and then the, and then on the flip side, the tasks that you should be giving up and you should be outsourcing. Like, are there, now that your business has matured, you've been doing this for a long time. Maybe the easiest way to say this is, is like, what, what are the first tasks that you start to, to offload or that you would recommend people start to offload? Yeah, that's, um, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, when we, depending on, depending on what the client's looking for, when we do an, that initial engagement, um, we, we, we have a full questionnaire. We really take a consultative approach because what I have found is that everybody's business is a little bit different and the things that you might want to offload to a VA are going to be different from what I want to offload, um, for the simple fact that, you know, you have your strengths and I have mine. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, what I would say to someone is the tasks that you want to retain are going to be the extremely high value stuff the um, sensitive, you know, type of stuff, you know, uh, you want to be really careful who you have, like doing your taxes. Uh, You know, um, I talk to people all the time. Oh, I gave, you know, my VA all my passwords to everything. And uh, I haven't heard from them for three days. And it's like, what were you thinking? (laughs) Right. There might be a time, but I don't think that that's like day two. Yeah. Um, so again, everybody's a little bit different, but generally speaking, I would say, you know, the, the, uh, the lower level tasks are the stuff that you, you got to get, you know, you got to get off your plate first. Right. I mean, are there, are, are there certain tasks that you've seen give the most leverage? Like, I don't know if it's just email management, calendar management, if it's, um, you know, gosh, I, I don't know. Are, are there things that, where you've seen, it's like, wow, like the, the, these are always ones where people you know, maybe holding on to them and by giving them up, they, they get a ton of leverage. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can point to anything specifically um, because again, everybody's a little bit different for some folks. It, it might be less about the ROI and more about, you know, the time freedom aspect. Um, just everybody's so different. I think that, you know, that some of the stuff that we see quite regularly or that we see uh, consistently um, is, is going to be things like, like lead gen, um, you know, um, calendar management, I definitely think, um, you know, and then like the really mundane stuff. I mean, something as simple as like answering the phone, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. Um, but again, it, it really goes back to what the focus is for me. You know, the focus was less about ROI and really about, um, you know, about kind of the, the time freedom and efficiency aspect of, of, of building the team and handing things off. Um, mm-hmm. Only later down the road did I really start to take that focus on, um, you know, the ROI piece. Yeah. Well, what were some of the first things that you offloaded? So uh, once we got everything, you know, again, let's say it took us a year to get everything really tightened up. Um, yeah, yeah. Once we did that, uh, my uh, going into it, my focus was the lead gen. That was, 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 that's what I really wanted to offload. Um, I, um, uh, I started replacing all of the people that were doing the, the cold calling, um, and just just kind of worked backwards. Um, you know, today it's, you know, I have a a project manager an acquisitions guy, a dispositions guy, and, um, everyone else, even my bookkeeper is outsourced. Um, 
because I, it just doesn't make sense for me to have uh, all those people, all those bodies, not only from a cost perspective, but also, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I can hire, you know, I don't know, two or three people, maybe depending on the role, um, for the cost of one in office W2 person with the payroll taxes and the workers comp and all the stuff that comes along with that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's just much more streamlined and much more efficient. And are, are all of your, are all the people you're hiring, are they all foreign or are they from other countries or are, are some of them us based? So some of them are us based, um, you know, uh, in my business, um, it, it really, um, my bookkeeper, for example, it, uh, you know, she's in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed somebody with very specific, you know, very specific skill set. Uh, sure. they have to obviously know the U S tax code. They have to know what they're doing. Um, so, you know, so that's a, a kind of a unique hire. Um, generally speaking, uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of, you know, quote unquote competitors, uh, you know, they're looking at the Philippines and, you know, as I say to folks trying to squeeze a square peg in a round hole, um, we hire globally. Um, we even do some, some, um, some like traditional, you know, head hunting recruiting, you know, where mm-hmm. we're putting physical bodies in people's offices if that's the need, but that's not, that's not our core business. It's, it is foreigners. Um, but you know, if you need a, you know, bilingual, for example, there's very few Filipinos that's, that are bilingual. So we, we took a, we took a focus early on to look, um, you know, to look essentially everywhere, you know, Globally. gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So as you, um, so now with the business, now that you're with real estate project solutions, now you're helping people, you know, figure out how to find leverage in their own business. Um, you know, I know some of the things that, that I struggled with, uh, bringing on virtual assistants were just around, um, you know, how do, how do you manage them? How do you, how do you manage virtually and, and how do you set up expectations and then kind of what are, what are the systems that, that you can use? So I'm curious if you might have some tips around that for, for people as they're getting started. So like you, you get your VA, you get your VA hired, right. And then kind of, what do you do next? How do you make sure that they actually, that they're actually able to perform and, and I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a two-way street, right? Like, are you giving them what they need, but then how do you make sure you're getting what, what you need out of them? Yeah. you make an excellent point. And I think, I think that's one of the biggest things that we see people miss often. You know, they say, oh, you know, my VA, you know, Johnny or Sally, uh, you know, he or she you know, couldn't do this or miss that or didn't do this. Uh, and then you find out that, you know, the directions were, you know, uh, I need you to do this. I need it done this afternoon. Go. And it's like, well, you know, what did you expect to have happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think um, when you bring someone on, right, um, first of all, I don't, I've, I've never seen anybody t- take the amount of time they really should, um, you know, to properly uh, set up the, the task list and, and, and find the right person. And, and uh, you know, most folks will just, they'll interview until they find somebody that's good enough and that's what they go with, um, you know, and it's understandable. Right. I probably would uh, would have done the same thing a, a while ago. Um, and then, you know, once you get them, once you find that person, you got to then go through the training and get them all trained up. And then, you know, you really have to sit down and work on, um, you know, the SOPs and, and the very specific tasks so that they can complete the stuff the way you want it done. So it's it's you know, if you really break it down, it's ex- it's it's extremely intense 
in terms of, you know, you can't just like bookkeeping, for example, you can't just say, go do my books. I mean, you could, right. But, you know, but if the person, even if the person knows the process, they know the software, um, you know, the real estate business, for example, um, you know, we book expenses to different properties. Well, how is someone to know that if you don't, don't, don't teach them or show them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, uh, there's a number of software and, uh, softwares and different things that we use, but, um, we just use checklists and, and like have basically have our team follow the SOPs that way. Um, so you're creating a lot of, a lot of step-by-step checklists for, for different things that need to be done. Like give us an example of maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for example, uh, let's just say lead gen where I started. So, um, you know, there's, uh, a good portion of our business at this point is uh, is lead gen, so you know, cold calling, texting, different things like that. So if we um, if we're bringing on a person uh, and we're managing them on behalf of the client, um, you know we're going to do a general training for that person, but then we're going to sit down and figure out you know how the client wants us to uh, you know approach the prospect, right? What's the script, and we and we go through that. Um, you know, how do they want the leads delivered? Right. And we go through that, um, literally breaking everything down to very Mm -hmm. simple, you know, if this happens, then do this. Um, you know, and then of course there's a lot of, um, you know, um, uh, review, I, I guess, for lack of a better term, right. We'll, we'll let them go for a day and then we'll, you know, we'll see how they did. And then we yeah. tweak and course correct. And, and um, it, it, you know, it's a process because most people don't figure things out on the first, the first attempt, right? Sure. No, I don't. So sure. So there's a lot of that. Gotcha. So let's, let's break it down. Like just week to week, how, how should we be managing a virtual assistant? you know, week to week, what, what does the cadence look like? What kind of contacts should folks be having check, check-ins, things like that? So I think that it really, it really depends on your personal preference. Um, there are some people that are clients of ours, for example, who are very hands-on others that are very hands-off. Um, I, I am one of those people that believes that, that more communication uh, is always better and, you know, yeah, I might repeat myself four times, but at least I ensure there's no way that there's, uh, you know, any kind of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if you, well, let me, so let me take a step back. So, we, you know, we, in our business, we have fully managed, um, you know, solutions, and then we just do placements. So, I, you know, to start from the top, it's going to depend on whether or not someone wants to kind of bring this in-house or have us do the management. But week to week is going to be, you know, we um, we get that initial task list. Uh, we determine the deliverables or the goals for the client. Um, and essentially, we're going to um, have the VA uh, put together, a, you know, kind of like a daily routine. Uh, and then we're going to check in with that individual, um, you know, have a whole management team. There's like, I think, 21 of them now, um, coaches, trainers. Uh, operations. Um, so if somebody needs more training, you know, we'll give them additional training. Uh, mm-hmm. If someone's, you know, not delivering the leads or, or saying the right thing, um, you know, it might just be a simple coaching issue. Um, you know, and then of course we use KPIs, right? So everything, all the decisions are made by the numbers, 
right? There's there's no um, you know there's no guesswork. There's no it's not subjective. Um, it's it's you know it's it's hey you made the mark or you didn't, um, and that's the best way to bonus as well. So it's important to set this stuff up for future uh, future issues as well. Gotcha. So your um, so if you're managing the team, say say you're managing a VA internally. So essentially you're, you know, you're working with the client to identify what, what that task list is. So I think, I think where people can go wrong, right. As you said, is, is not just not being specific enough about what's needed and, and not writing that down and not having a very, I found that you need a very step-by-step -step type of list, right. A very, very step-by-step -step instructions. Um, so not having enough detail, essentially then you're just, you're managing, it sounds like daily to that, to that list. And then you're reviewing the outcomes. So you have somebody that's reviewing the outcomes and then you're able to kind of tweak and modify from there. But it sounds like you're engaging with the VA daily. Is, is that right? Absolutely. So if we're handling all of the management uh, for the client, um, you know, we, we're making sure that they're working. Uh, we're making sure that they're, they're clocking in when they're supposed to clock in. I mean, it's, you know, every aspect of a typical, um, W2 hire, uh, mm -hmm. is, is very much the same. It's just, you know, this is a, a contractor relationship and they happen to be working remotely. Uh, yeah. that's the only real difference, but everything else. Yeah. You absolutely have to treat them, um, treat them the same because, you know, people will, um, not everybody, but there are, there are, there's bad apples everywhere and people will try to, you know, try to game, um, you know, game the, the system. And, and sure. we, we hope to alleviate that by, by doing a lot of that front end prep and making sure we get the right person initially. But, um, you know, sure. uh, you, you want to make sure that, that people are doing a good job, especially if, if it's, uh, if it's for, for a client and not say for my business. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm curious of this topic of like getting your team to own their own role. So explain what that means to me. Yeah, so uh, we try to we try to establish um, a culture where um, you know everybody um, everybody has their you know has their roles and responsibilities either you know again for my real estate business for for a client's company um, maybe it's a management you know uh, a role or management personnel um, but we. We want them to 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 act uh, as if it's as if it's their business, right? That little you know that little piece. So, mm -hmm. as an example, um, my HR manager, I want her to own the HR department, you know, and the four women in that department uh, as if that's her little business. Um, and I, you know, we've we've managed to do that by creating incentives um, and then also very specific benchmarks. Right. So they have a very specific number of people they have to interview every month. Right? They have a very specific um, number of people we want to attempt to hire uh, every month. But I don't want to just hire everybody. And, you know, so you get into these kind of detailed KPIs, uh, key performance indicators, uh, whereby if if everything goes right, then the company benefits, the clients benefit, she benefits typically through additional compensation. Um, but, you know, but because we're focused on culture and, and, and having her own that, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like if she, 
if she does what she knows is best for for that department for her little company then mm -hmm. everything else just kind of works itself out right sure um and, and that's something that we, we we started fairly recently. Um, I'd say like in the last year or so, uh, year and a half. And it's been really um, it's been really interesting to see how people treat um, you know treat their role when they truly when they truly feel like they own it, right? As opposed to just coming in, clocking in, doing the you know going through the motions and then going home. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people we find people doing a lot of like you know they're they're working the extra hour you know, one day a week or something, um, you know, different stuff like that. Um, because they, they really want to, you know, they want to have the best outcome, um, they can, yeah. you know, for the company. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely really exciting. So you've, so you've been able to get people to own their role. It sounds like by, by one, just the culture and setting up that, that sense of ownership and, and this idea that they do have ownership of, of their own role, but also by, um, being able to create sounds like clear benchmarks and clear uh, metrics on, on what does success look like for them. Right. So then they, they understand what they're trying to achieve. Right. There's absolutely. no ambiguity there. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. It's gotta be clear. That's great. That's great. It sounds like that's, that's been successful uh, as well. It sounds like you, you said people are putting in the extra time and you really have been able to, to change that culture. So I think that's exciting. Uh, as you're, as we're thinking about things, um, I know you've had a lot of experience in real estate, a lot of experience working with different VAs at this point. Wondering as people are trying to, maybe people are trying to onboard, you know, VAs. People are trying to, to manage an outsource business. Are there some technologies or, or systems that you can recommend that uh, to people as, as they try to to set up their own structure? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think. Um there's there's a lot of different tools you know for for every aspect of 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 a business at this point i um i uh well as an example i can tell you what we've done so um we recently got a, a you know the, a piece of software that um allows so we we advertise well free and paid we're we're posting um we're posting job openings on you know something crazy like almost 90 different websites some like just in, insane number um and i don't mean like just going to ZipRecruiter and they happen to syndicate i mean like physically going out mm -hmm. um so what we would end, end up with was all these resumes coming in by email um to the one young lady's email from all over the place so we get this piece of software allows everything to go into one um database and then from there we can research uh, excuse me we can search it uh, we can, um, uh, categorize stuff. We can communicate with people at a later date. We can, um, it just allows us to be, you know, a lot more efficient. Um, you know, so that's like one example, um, something as simple as a payroll solution. Um, you know, that has been a really big, um, a really big help with, uh, automating, you know, the actual process of, of getting people paid and not having to spend a lot of time there. Um, um, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, my sales guy, for example, you know, um, giving him a CRM specific to his role, uh, was, a was a really big help for him. Um, so you can look at every aspect of a, of a business and find a piece of software. Um, you know, but I'd say for your listeners, um, you know, there's some great, uh, pay solutions, um, 
uh, World Remit, Remitly, uh, Wise. Uh, these are much better than, for example, uh, PayPal. Um, and then you want to have some type of software like a Time Doctor or something like that that um, is essentially like a like a virtual um, uh, you know uh, a clock in type of tool. Yeah. Um, time clock. And, uh, yeah. Time. Uh, there you or go. Punch Thank clock. You. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and uh, you know uh, it's going to do like screenshots and stuff like that, so you can keep an eye on folks. Um, so those those are two. Like, uh, examples of very basic things uh, that you want to make sure that you have in place. Um, if for no other reason that people know you're, you keep an eye on things, um, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, you could go, you could go broke on software and some of it's great and some of it's just total overkill, but yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there and, and um, you know, we, uh, uh, we have a lot of resources that we share with clients um, in that regard for sure. Sure. So Max, uh, just as, as we wrap things up here, you know, what are some lessons that you can share with the listeners around uh, just your experiences and, you know, managing VAs, hiring VAs and, and kind of ma making the process work, like help us avoid some of your mistakes. Yeah. So um, I, I go back to um, the analogy I always use is painting. Uh, so I have a friend of mine, he wants to sell his house. Uh, you know, his, uh, his wife loves to paint. So he says, you know, honey, we're going to, you know, we're going to paint the house. And, and she runs down and grabs the paint brush and the, and the, and the paint can and, and starts painting on the painting the wall. <clears throat> and that's okay. And you can do that and, and it'll look nice. And, and it, it, you know, it's got a fresh coat of paint. Um, in reality, what you should do is you should spend, you know, 80%, 90% of the time prepping the wall so that it's perfect in every way no no uh, no dents no no nail pops you know uh you know no no funky tape no peeling you know all of that natural painting is like the very last part and it represents such a small um amount of time uh, as it relates to the the entire project mm -hmm. um that most people are just totally shocked so um i say that um, you know, when I relate that to this business, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that, that most folks will go out and, and, and like I said, interview a handful of people, hire the first person that works, um, get started and then be totally shocked six months in when that person disappears, doesn't work out or, or whatever. And the reason why is because they should have spent considerably more time on the prep. Right. Mm -hmm. On identifying the role, making sure it's a good fit, you know, vetting this person, all of that kind of stuff. And, and that, that's the value that, that, that we bring. So, you know, um, to answer your question directly, spend way more time, you know, on the preparation, making sure that you got the right, uh, the right role, the role outlined, the right person, all that kind of stuff. Um, the other thing I would say that I think is really important is the training aspect. There's never enough training. You can always train more um, hands down. Um, and then the third thing to avoid mistakes that we've made, um, you know, I, uh, I learned this uh, from a residential developer here in Philly a long time ago, and I wish I'd have put it to use a much earlier on in my business, in all aspects of my business. And that is um, slow, to, slow to hire, quick to fire. Mm -hmm. And um, by that, I mean, just like a contractor, just like any other area of your business, 
If your VA uh, is not working out, if they're causing problems, if they're not getting the job done, whatever it is, your best, the, what's best for everybody involved is just cut them loose, um, part ways amicably and, uh, and find someone else because it, in my experience, never gets any better. Mm -hmm. So those are the three things I could, you know, three pieces of advice I could, you know, give your listeners that I think will probably help to avoid, you know, 80, 80% of the issues that, that they could potentially face, um, you know, rather than making the mistakes that, that I made and learned the hard way. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that feedback because, uh, or those lessons, because I think that you're, you're right on. It's like, the painting analogy is good. You should spend all the time prepping the wall. You, you need to put the work in up front. And, and I can say the first time that I hired uh, a VA a couple of years ago, I, I just didn't have the processes in place yet to really make them successful. And it, and it didn't really work out. I didn't get what, they didn't get the direction they wanted. I didn't really get what I wanted. And it was really because I didn't have the systems in place yet to be able to do that. Now, the second time around, I brought you know, a couple of VAs on it. It's much different because we have a much more defined model, much more defined business. We're able to give them more specific roles um, and just more oversight to be able to, to give them, I think, th those resources and, and the training. So I think what you said, um, and just, I think, a better hiring process. You know, I, went through, I went through on the front end kind of a three-step process just to kind of see who would stick with me through the process uh, to want to get to the end. And, and I thought that that was really helpful because, you know, you ask people to fill out a form and, and half of them won't do it. And it's like, well, is that the type of person that you're going to want? Um, you're going to want working for you. I mean, I think that that mindset's going to follow through. And so, yeah, I appreciate that. So, so take time. I like that to hire, hire slow and, and fire fast or some variation of, of that term. And mm -hmm. um, I think that makes a, a ton of sense for people. I think if you bring them on, bring on the right people. Um, I mean, I personally, everybody has, has different opinions. I personally really like personality tests because I think it gives insight into more than just their, their resume, right. And, and kind of how they think, and you got to fit the right person to the right role too, I think is really important. And so I like to use personality tests to, to try to fit that and understand people's personality. And so I think those are, so that's great. So, you know, spend more time prepping, right. Including having your systems in place to bring the VA in, spend the time to train them. So oh, there's a lot of work on the front end, right. Hire the right people, a lot of work on the front end, more than you're probably prepared to, to want to put in right as the business owner, it's all, you have a lot of other stuff to do. So you got to free up that time. But I think what you're telling us all is that's going to pay off. Um, it's going to pay off by, by good results. Uh, and you're, and you're not going to be turning people over, which I mean, really is one of the most costly things in any business, right. Is that, that turnover process and having to bring new people on. So, so exactly. message well heard to, to spend the time on the front end and, and get it right and take the time to, to, to treat your VA like you would any other employee, right? You're not going to bring in and bring in a W2 employee and think that, you know, they don't, they don't need any training or any resources to get it done. So I think you got to think the same way about your virtual assistants. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, Max. Well, we, I appreciate you coming on and all the info you've shared. Before I let you go, I want to take you through our keys to success round. I've got four questions I want to ask you. The first one is if, if you were... So a lot of a lot of what we focus on on the show is, is real estate investment, right? And and the I think the virtual assistant piece is interesting because it just allows us to scale um, and get bigger. So there's definitely a, a kind of a tangential connection there. 
But, but getting back to our investments, um, if you were going to invest with, with somebody else, you're going to make an investment into a deal somebody, somebody had, and you could only ask them one question. What is that one question that you would want to ask them? Ooh, uh, if, I, if I was investing with them, one question, uh, I think I would, I think my initial, my initial thought is I would say, I'd want them to tell me about uh, the worst situation that they've ever had or been involved with, with another investor and how they, how they addressed that issue, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that would help me to understand, you know, kind of what they've experienced and, and yeah, I think that's where I would go. You know, tell me about yeah. your, tell me about the worst in the worst interaction you've ever had with an investor and how did you, how did you address it? Gotcha. That's a good one. What are you most proud of in your career? Ooh, um, honestly, I, I feel like I'm like just barely getting started. Um, so that's a really, that's a difficult question for me. Um, I think the fact that, um, the fact that I'm able, not the real estate business too, but specifically the VA business, the fact that I'm able to um, provide for folks, um, we don't have a lot of turnover um, I hear people tell me on a daily basis, you know, that they're able to buy a car because of the stability with our company or change your life. I had an employee say that they named their refrigerator after, after us, which I thought was kind of funny, but, um, that, that, that meaningful impact on people's lives, I think is probably what I'm most proud of at this point. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. You're definitely making an impact. What is a book that everybody should read? Wow. Um, that's a good question. Um, I think I would, <clears throat> I think I would probably look at some kind of basic sales book, like a Zig Ziglar or something like that. I think back to the stories of him going door to door and doing the selling and, and just the, the adversity that he faced made me, when I read the book, uh, some of his books think about how my problems are not really that 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 big or that significant in comparison. So I think like a real basic sales or psychology type of book. Gotcha. All right. And then lastly, what is your number one key to success? I don't know that there's one, um, but I, I think it's I think it's treat you know treat it golden rule you know treat everybody the way that you would want to be treated and that's that's you know clients customers employees um, you know this is a small space the real estate business um, you know if you think you're going to do something nasty to somebody and and it's going to be kept a secret you're kidding yourself so now you gotta I think you got to treat everybody the way you want to be treated and that goes again across the board yeah good luck good lesson for business and good lesson for life. So Max, uh, before we let you go, if, if folks want to learn more about real estate project solutions, learn more about what you're doing, how can they get a hold of you? Um, yeah, uh, the website, realestateprojectsolutions.com. Um, they could, uh, you know, they could in, enter their information there. Um, any, you know, socials, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, any of that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty loose about, you know, given my, my time and, and my contact info. So, you know, quite honestly, people can reach out and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to get on the phone with people and talk to people. I love this stuff. I love talking about it. And, and uh, it's always, it's always cool to hear, hear somebody's story and, and hear about what other people are doing. Awesome. 
Well, thanks, Max. We really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and, and helping us scale up with VAs. And we wish you a great rest of the day. I appreciate that, Ken. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, this is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro.